Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We are taking the show on the road tonight. We are down here in Texas. Now, what if a number of addiction and mental health professionals all got together and began to dream about creating the very best treatment program based on the synergy of experience, of passion, and the power of recovery. And what if money were not an issue in putting it all together, and the focus instead was on successful long-term recovery for individuals and their family members? And what if these pioneering professionals, the dreamers, could find the perfect location, serene, secluded, and with life-changing amenities. Well, that dream has become reality, recovery reality, with the creation of Healing Springs Ranch. It is just outside of Dallas on 50 acres of lakefront property that lives up to its name, Healing Springs Ranch. The treatment team here at Healing Springs Ranch was assembled from the very best Texas addiction and mental health professionals. Every single one of them is here because of a personal journey. And for them, and you're going to meet them in the next couple of hours. They are here because of a passion, because of compassion. They're not just here doing a job. They're here to help people get well. Not just employment, but a lifetime passion. The founding group of Texas treatment professionals that came together in this cosmic collision of sorts, or as I'd like to call it, a God incidence, they have brought in the best. They have attracted the best professionals. They've got a treatment team all dedicated to providing the very best treatment based on specific and unique needs of each individual. This is not a cookie-cutter program. It's not revenue-driven. It's not an ordinary hospital-based treatment center. Far from it. This place is designed to deliver everything that recovery promises. Now, the road to long-term recovery begins right here at Healing Springs Ranch. We're going to introduce you to the people who make recovery happen. We're delighted to be here to experience what makes this place special, unique, and successful in treating addiction and mental illness, in creating a path to long-term recovery. Joining us in the first segment is Rachel Graham. She's one of the founding members. She spent years in managed care, and she's now a part of the solution, Total Treatment. Welcome, Rachel, and uh, I'm so delighted to have the opportunity to come out and see this gorgeous facility. How did it all begin? What's the genesis of Healing Springs Ranch? Wow, well, thank you, Neil. Uh, what an intro. That was amazing. Uh, so the genesis is that we, as you mentioned, had a little bit of a cosmic collision, or to use your word, a God incident, yeah. um, between a number of the different founding partners that came from very different disciplines. Um, as you mentioned, I came from the business side, mm-hmm. the managed care side of the world. We had folks coming from nonprofit, from the trauma industry, from the addiction community. And so it was just the right and perfect recipe of skill sets that we each brought a different piece of the puzzle together 
to create what you're seeing here, which resulted in Healing Springs Ranch. How long has this been in process? Um, this vision started probably two and a half, three years ago. Mm. Really, the genesis was finding the property, and mm. then that allowed us to renovate the property. It required quite a bit of renovation to it to create what you're seeing today. And then while we were doing that, we built out the program, the operating program, while that renovation was So happening. you had a dual track going on in, yes. in terms of the startup. What was this place before it was Healing Springs Ranch? It was the Spirit of the West Resort. Uh, <laughs> it was a resort, and then it, it had not been in use for some time. And like any construction project, you start on it, and you pull back walls, and you realize this is a bigger challenge than maybe you originally thought. But we're here. We're thrilled. We're just so appreciative that we've had so many things go right mm -hmm. in the midst of things that present challenges. So we're thrilled. It looks like it does today. Rachel Graham is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. We are down here in Texas. We're actually in the bunkhouse at Healing Springs Ranch. As you were starting this out, you had to renovate, obviously, and, and do all the things you said, but you had to build a treatment team. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the beginning of that. Where did you look? How did you find these wonderful people? Well, we knew that the founding partners had um, such a passion about what they're mm. doing, and so we wanted like-minded people. And so really through relationships, um, we sought to find people that would see this and share the passion with us and not see this as a J-O-B. I think sometimes it's real easy to fall into that place, but no one here sees it as a J-O-B. We're here because there's a passion, a discipline, and as you said, we each have our personal journey. Mm -hmm. We may be in recovery ourselves, or we had family members, or we've treated people in, um, you know, they're suffering from substance use. Uh, and so it really is a calling. Everybody here, down to our techs, will tell you that this is a personal calling, that they are here, and we're here to change lives. Tell me a little bit about Rachel's journey. My journey was a family member. I had a husband who was suffering from sexual addiction. Several years ago, I actually learned more about this community uh, through a family member's journey, and I didn't even know that that really existed. So you were blindsided. Completely blindsided. I had no idea. Actually, I didn't even think that was a real addiction. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know anything about it. I had not experienced addiction. I set on a journey through this process and uh, I, I share with people when I speak, when I'm out speaking in, to the community, that I had a moment in my journey wherein everything seemed to be going wrong. My house flooded, I had to put my dog down, a number of different personal things collided at one time and I was on my knees screaming at God and I was pretty upset about what was happening, I didn't understand it and then I felt this divine presence. A, like when you pick up a puppy by the nape of its neck and someone picked me up and said, you're going to do something with this. Get mm. up, stop being victim, and we're going to turn this industry around. And so I jumped in full force and I jokingly say I got a PhD in addiction really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing well in recovery now. And, and I once I understood that there's an underlying trauma underneath this, that it's not a choice. It's an underlying trauma and pain that you need to unlock that. Once I understood that mentally, it changes your whole view on people that are struggling. What did you learn from that experience? I learned a lot about compassion. Mm. Um, I What visibly should have been anger coming from a spouse who uncovered uh, this type of situation with their spouse, shifted from anger to compassion once I understood. And forgiveness, mm. forgiveness was a big thing. I also learned a lot about myself in the journey. And I learned about what recovery looks like. So I learned a lot about uh, what it's like to be the spouse partner of someone suffering with a compulsive behavior. And you got involved in 12-step process 
and, and learned a whole lot about not only the disease, but the recovery process. I did. And some of the things that I've, I've done now in the industry is I've formed a, a spousal support system mm. in my community for people suffering in, in the spouse partner role with an individual that's struggling with sex addiction. It is very hush-hush um, in my community. A lot of shame. There is. And people don't talk about it. And now that we have an outlet where women and men of, you know, that are spouse partners of sex addicts can come together and share, not this is not about the, the individual in their life, but really about what their personal growth can look like and what their recovery can look like, which generally tends to focus around a PTSD type of therapy mm -hmm. as you uncover the betrayal and things that go along with that particular situation. Rachel Graham is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. Uh, we are down here in Texas broadcasting from Healing Springs Ranch, a beautiful and unique treatment center. It's about an hour outside of Dallas where recovery begins. And uh, we invite you to visit their website, of course, at HealingSpringsRanch.com to find out a lot more. What is your personal vision for this beautiful facility? You know, our, our tagline is, you know, healing families from the inside out. And one of the things that I learned in my family journey is it really is about the family unit. Mm. Too often, there's a lot of time and energy and money put around the person that's struggling and there's not a lot left over for the family. And so we're looking at the whole family unit. We're also looking at the person as a whole. It's, it's not about the psychology piece alone. We're looking at a wellness component, healthy eating, the sleep component, the importance of that, the spiritual component, even the physical component and in, in providing a beautiful ground with golf course and different things so that people can get outside and exercise and do all that. So we're looking at the whole person. When our folks leave here, our clients, we want them to feel the best they've ever felt in their life because mm. their life is in balance. Mm. What happens when they leave? What is their further connection? This is, I assume, not a just treat and release facility. No. We want to have, and the vision for our Healing Springs is to have a very strong alumni program and outreach within that and the ability to track outcomes and looking at how our alumni fare once they leave the facility we also have long-term vision for having intensive programs where they can come back for a booster, a recharge, if nothing else, just to come back to the serene environment mm -hmm. and reground you know, themselves in mm -hmm. their recovery work. We are out at Healing Springs Ranch here in Tioga, Texas, about an hour outside of Dallas. Beautiful facility. And as people come here, uh, there's a lot of great amenities. There's kayaking, there's golfing and all of that, which may lead some people to believe this is just kind of a country club where you come out and just get off the grid for 30 days. But there's a lot of work to be done here. Mm -hmm. Yes, there is. It's a ranch mm -hmm. is maybe the best way I can communicate that. And it's a ranch in Texas. That's one thing we know how to do down here. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. So yes, there is. There's plenty of activities, but it's designed to be therapeutic. It's designed to promote accountability within our client community. It's not a place that you come and, and sit back. We have requirements that our folks attend the meetings. They need to come to the meetings. And we want to be the Ivy League of mm. facilities, of residential facilities in that not at an Ivy League price, but an Ivy League education that if you're serious and you want to come here and do the work, we want you. But if you're not serious, you know, there's 20 million people vying for your position here. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of other treatment centers that people can mm -hmm. go to. Absolutely. Let's talk about some of the specifics, Rachel. How many beds are here? 
28th. Mm -hmm. We were licensed as a chemical dependency facility with 28 beds. We have some areas, obviously, with 50 acres for expansion mm -hmm. and some buildings that we can further renovate to expand our count. People always say, what makes a good treatment center? It's not just the brick and mortar. It's not just the ranch. It's not just the beauty that I'm seeing out here. It really comes from the staff and the people who are involved in it. Tell me about your staff. Our staff is amazing, all the way to you know anyone that's dealing in the, the maintenance side and housekeeping, all the way to our executive group. Everyone has a passion. There's a lot of love in this mm. place. I tell people. I feel it. Do you feel it? Yeah. Every square inch, I mean, in every detail, there was a lot of love behind all of those pieces. Aside from having an extremely talented group of people that are compassionate, that understand. Um, we've done a lot to train our folks on um, just what I was telling you. I learned mm -hmm. in my journey about, you know, how to have compassion and that it's not just a choice and that there's things that we can do and gifts that we all have that we can bring to this table to help those that, that want the help. Mm. Tell me about the financial side. It's a private pay facility. Do you take insurance? So we're a private pay facility and we're considered out of network with most insurance carriers. We do have a relationship with a nonprofit organization that does provide scholarship money mm. uh, from time to time for individuals that might not otherwise be able to receive this treatment or you know, the financial situation may be um, an obstacle for them. Tell me about the family program. And, you know, a person goes through treatment and uh, they do not become uh, addicted to alcohol, other drugs, or have mental health issues in a vacuum. There are family members who oftentimes become just as sick, if not sicker, than the individual. What is the focus on the family here? We spent a lot of time really thinking about the family because we recognize that's an equal component mm -hmm. in the success of the individuals that will be graduating from our program. Some of the things that we looked at is what's done out in the industry. And there's family weeks and family this, you know, where they bring the families in to meet other families. And what we felt like um, a way that we could best serve our clientele is to really have one-on-one -on -one family relationship where we actually center around that particular individual's situation versus a more global viewpoint of, of the field of addiction and, and that type of thing. So we actually tailor it down to that family unit. It's so, not one size fits all. Exactly. That's the whole thing about our program. You, you hit it right there, Neil, is that it's not one size fits all. And we also, something unique that we do here is that we treat all of the different types of um, addictions in one group. We don't separate. We don't want people to identify with I'm NA, I'm SA, I'm AA. At the end of the day, there's one thing in common between that whole group. They're suffering from pain, and the pain, they may or may not be aware where it's coming from, how to process it, and so that's what we're here to do. And so we don't want them identifying with their addiction, but rather that we have pain and that we're going to work on processing all of that, identifying and processing. And the, the outcome is long-term recovery. Absolutely, absolutely. 30 days, 90 days, 60 days? We have, a, it's custom program, so minimum 30 days. It could be up to 90 and beyond, depending on the acuity. The other thing is we're very prepared to deal with dual diagnoses. So as you know, um, as you get someone sober, you identify there may be some other underlying issues. A whole lot issues. of other issues, absolutely. Absolutely, and so that's we're very adept at, at identifying those things and then putting people on a path of health and wellness around whatever that particular diagnosis is. Tell me about the clinical team. Oh, I cannot. Do, I, how many days do you have for me to tell you that? <laughs> Our clinical team is amazing. I have had the wonderful experience to know them for some time, and I've seen them in action, and I've seen them change lives. And I'll tell you, we have the Ivy League professors here. Nice. Nice.
T- tell me about Melissa Caldwell Ingle, for example. Tell me a little bit about her. She's very dynamic. She's full of energy. She's very creative. She also has an art therapy mm-hmm. uh, She's degree. clinical director. She here. is. She's our clinical director. But I'll tell you, she has an amazing way of seeing things and identifying things that people can't quite articulate and, and, and pulling that out of them and helping them understand that through different mediums that she uses, whether it's art therapy or just in her clinical practices. And she, like the others, were handpicked? Yes. She's one of the founding members, too. Wow. One of the founding members. It's, it's amazing. What would you want people to know about this treatment center that makes it unique and a reason to come? I, I think you said it at the beginning. You know, if you take people with a passion and that have excelled in their particular discipline, and they each have a different discipline. We don't overlap. We actually are quite complementary where we come from. And you put those people together, you light a passion, you um, bring in even our investors, our capital investors are very passionate about what we're doing. We didn't want to go get partners. We could have gone out to a firm and, Mm. and raise capital, but that's not what we wanted to do. We wanted investors that for personal reasons um, or professional reasons, had some sort of alignment with what we're doing. All of that is the secret ingredient to what makes Healing Springs Healing Springs. So one of the unique things about Healing Springs Ranch is that not only did we have the cosmic collision and the talent that actually helped create the program and is executing the program Mm -hmm. here on the facility, we actually looked for capital partners that had a passion and a vision we could have gone and raised money from anywhere. If you saw this place, you know people were, were excited to invest in what we're doing. But every single one of our partners, whether it's on the founding side or the capital side, have a particular story and a passion, and they're very supportive of everything that we're doing. Um, and we're very highly, highly aligned in providing treatment that changes one life at a time and heals the families from the inside out. Rachel Graham joining us tonight, one of the founding partners. We are broadcasting from Healing Springs Ranch, a beautiful and unique treatment center about an hour outside of Dallas where recovery begins. And we invite you to check out their website, HealingSpringsRanch.com. You take people from all over Texas, all over the country. All over the world, Neil. All over the world. I speak around the world Holy on different smokes. things. Holy we'll, Yeah, all around the world. It's very convenient to fly into Love Field about an hour outside, and boy, you're in a different world. It's the world of recovery. It is, and we're we're quite fortunate with DFW and Love Field, mm-hmm. and we're not. We, we jokingly say we're South Oklahoma. We're North Texas, <laughs> but South Oklahoma too. So. Our guest in the first segment has been Rachel Graham, uh, one of the founding members here at Healing Springs Ranch, a world-class, first-of-its-kind residential treatment center for adults recovering from uh, the harmful use of alcohol and other drugs and other related mental health issues. Fifty beautiful acres and serene lakefront property uh, just outside of the Dallas Metroplex. It's a wonderful, wonderful program. They use an integrated treatment model. We're going to find out more about that in the next couple of hours, and we're going to meet some of the people who make this place unique, special, and successful in the treatment of addiction and mental health issues. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. We're going to take a short time out. We will be back with more from the bunkhouse here at Healing Springs Ranch, just outside of Dallas, Texas. These days, we talk about everything. I've been sober now one year, three days, and counting. My sister was restructured at work after 10 years. Welcome to the new normal and the cards for the new normal. New Journeys cards from Hallmark. My girlfriend sent me a card that said I'm really something to celebrate. Encouragement cards for all the stuff we face today. I actually found a card that says, sorry you lost your job. Journeys, new cards with real words for real life. Only at today's Hallmark Gold Crown stores. 
Your daughter's wasted. Again. You ignore it. You get help. Before long, she's been arrested. Before long, she's been promoted. You post bail. You congratulate her. And then her addiction really takes and off. And then her career really takes off. She stops in from time to time for money. She stops in from time to time for coffee. But then it's right back to the street. But then it's right back to the office. Years later, the police stop by. Years later, your daughter and son-in-law stop by. They've got bad news. They've got good news. She's gone. She's expecting. You cry. Choose to help a loved one struggling with drugs or alcohol. It could change everything. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Here is something to think about. Problem gambling is exactly that, a problem. Looking for a solution? Well, there is a way out. And there is help for you or someone you love who's caught in the web of problem gambling. Help is as close as your phone. Call the Washington State Problem Gambling Helpline, 1-800-522-4700. For confidential help and free information, call a real winning number, 1-800-522-4700. They have the solution for problem gambling. Welcome back once again to Recover Coast to Coast. Great to have you with us tonight and great to be able to take you down here to Texas, Tioga, Texas. Not familiar with that? Well, you will be. Tioga, Texas is about an hour outside of Dallas, a beautiful, beautiful country. And we're broadcasting from the Healing Springs Ranch, a unique treatment center about, again, an hour outside of Dallas, Texas. It's where recovery begins. And we invite you to check out their website so you know what we're talking about, www.healingspringsranch.com, healing individuals and families from the inside out. And as beautiful as this facility is, and it really is gorgeous, they've got equine therapy, art therapy, kayaking, golf cart service, uh, bocce ball, fishing. But it's not a resort where you come out and just kind of sit around for 30, 60, 90 days. It's a place where you do a lot of work, and you do work on yourself. You do work on your addiction. You do work on your trauma. You do work on your recovery. That is the end game, long-term recovery. Joining us in this segment is Melissa Caldwell-Engel. She's a licensed professional counselor and a registered art therapist, and I'm interested in getting into some art therapy as well. She's been around this field for the past 25 years, treating trauma and addictions. Uh, an amazing person. She was the executive clinical director at the Ross Institute, and you may have heard of that. It was founded by Dr. Colin Ross. Uh, she was actively involved in the development of the trauma model certification. A lot of good stuff to talk about around trauma, addiction, and recovery. Melissa, welcome to the program. Thank you. Tell us a, a little bit about your background and how you got into all of this. I know that your background is pretty rich. It ac- actually kind of happened accidentally. I did a my art therapy internship at Charter Hospital 25 years ago. Charter Hospitals. That Are they still time. around? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They went by the wayside. Oh, right. <laughs> holy smokes. Out of Atlanta. Yeah, and we, we were in Dallas. Mm-hmm. We were at the one of the sister facilities in Dallas. I had originally gone into art therapy to work with terminally ill children, was my original plan. Mm. And while I was in graduate school, my mother died of a terminal illness. Oh, my. So after graduate school, I realized it was probably a little bit too much for me to go into that, that area um, to work. And so I did an internship at Charter Hospital. I did not work on the children's unit. But I was working on the adult unit, and while I was there doing my internship, I heard about a program at the time that treated trauma survivors, and they asked me to do art therapy with the people on this unit. So I started doing the art therapy groups with the trauma survivors on that in that program, and 
just love the population, love the work, um, love doing art therapy with this group, the supervision by by Dr. Ross, and then from there just continue to grow within his programmings. You know, we throw a lot of terms out like art therapy. Let's get to the basics. What is art therapy? Art therapy is a way for people to kind of memorialize or concretize their thoughts and their feelings on something that they can touch and they can see. So it helps people to be able to put into pictures a lot of times what you can't put into words. Often people will come to the group and say, oh my goodness, I don't feel comfortable drawing. I haven't drawn anything since second grade. I don't want to do this. And I have to reassure them that it's not about what the picture looks like. This is about art therapy. is about the process, not the product. We could care less how it looks. You don't have to have artistic abilities. Every once in a while we'll have an artist in the group and we have to allow them to come too. But it's not mandatory that you be a, a good artist. You well, mean even my stick figures would uh, right. would be okay? They would pass. What they're learning more and more about the um, understanding the human mind and the human brain actually is that we use, there are different neurons that are firing and actually that develop and grow from, from different things that we're doing. When we write, there's certain parts of our mind that are operating. When we speak, um, movement, and when we draw, and when we express ourselves with the creative arts and through music, there's other areas of the mind that are being accessed. So we try to provide an integrated program and help people to do this work on as many different levels as they can. Mm. So it's just another way to access another part of their mind to continue processing this on many different dimensions. And Does many different the levels. art therapy include writing? They can. They mm -hmm. can write. They can I usually give a specific assignment that I know is going to evoke a lot of emotion. And people can do it. They can use symbols. They can say, I don't feel comfortable drawing. I say, well, you can use symbols. You can, you can write also. But I want them to just practice getting images on the paper. And if they have to start with written context, that's fine. But I really encourage them to start using design and symbols because that actually is a... Um, activates a part of their mind that they normally wouldn't tap into. And we're trying to heal people on many different levels. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the trauma that people have, they keep stored in their bodies. The suppressed energy of the emotions is, is stored in their bodies, is stockpiled in their bodies. And to get it out at this level is a way to release it more than words can do quite often. What about poetry? Oh, sure. I mean, any of, any of the creative arts we encourage, mm -hmm. music, poetry, mm -hmm. writing, drawing, sculpting, and you can see people over time, not only do their artistic abilities, they, their artistic abilities may improve. Like I said, that's not the focal point. But going through the exercises and putting this on the paper, the relief they experience afterwards is tremendous. How does this help with trauma? Oh, goodness, because when we experience something traumatic and we don't have the resources or the capabilities to process it, we tend to just stuff it and push it mm. down and keep on trucking. That's kind of what we do. So when people suppress all this emotion that gets stored inside, and clearly traumatic experiences are going to have kind of a, a tremendous amount of emotional energy that gets suppressed because they're traumatic. So the, the more the person has endured from trauma growing up that hasn't been resolved, the more emotional stuffing, I guess you could say, that they have. Melissa Caldwell Engel is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. We are out here at the Healing Springs Ranch, just outside of Dallas, Texas, a marvelous treatment facility. Melissa has a strong background in trauma. In fact, you were involved in a project regarding the Catholic Church. Yes, sir. Tell me about that. Well, it started in Michigan. There was a, a priest there named Father Ken Schmidt. 
We opened a facility. We opened a program with the Ross Institute in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which mm. is still in existence today. This priest came to us and talked to us after we did a workshop and said, we want to help the people in the church that have been abused. And he asked what they could do and how they could kind of work with our model to utilize the model in the treatment through the diocese. And we ex- helped them understand that while it's important to help people that have been abused within the church community, from from a priest or a preacher, it's also important to recognize one out of four people in sitting in their congregation has probably experienced some kind of sexual abuse or sexual mm. exploitation, and to reach to use this as an opportunity to reach out to all of them. And he was in full agreement and very excited. So over this time, this course of time, they have created a structured format for providing a group dynamic incorporating the trauma model therapy, and they reach out to all the different people. The Kalamazoo Diocese is it's scattered now. They're doing it. We do trainings all over the United States, all over the world. They, they go to Africa, mm. and the program that they put together called the Trauma Recovery Associates in 12-week group that they run is just gaining more and more recognition in the Catholic Church. You're one of the co-founders of TRA. Uh, yes, sir. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I guess all people who come here have, have had some level of trauma. Melissa, what exactly is trauma? I mean, you deal with trauma in a therapeutic way. We all have trauma in our lives, but how do you define it? Well, trauma would be an experience that a person goes through where they don't have the capabilities or the internal resources to be able to manage that and work through it. So what is traumatic for one person may not be traumatic for another person. But the bottom line is the way we learn to deal with trauma is what that's what the important piece is. It's more about how you manage it. We like you said, we will all have traumatic experiences in our life. What is the person's capability and resources internally to be able to manage that and work through it and release it and not hold on to it or push it down or struggle with it? So Trauma used to be, you would hear mostly people would say the words trauma and they would think sexual abuse or physical abuse. And then over time, people started understanding, well, it's not just sexual abuse or physical abuse, but it's also emotional abuse. Well, what is emotional abuse? Well, emotional abuse can be name-calling, shaming, yelling at. But there's also something that I see, and it's not necessarily something that is purposefully done to another person, but emotional neglect. And I see this in a lot of families where both parents work and are both working very hard to provide for their families, and they're just not available to teach their children how to manage their feelings. So if you don't know how to manage or navigate the waters and the ups and downs that life hands to you and some of the painful experiences that you go through, if you don't know how to manage them, that will be experiences traumatic. So it's more about the person's collective resources to be able to manage those feelings, and we learn those from our families growing up. So trauma is not necessarily an event. I think we limit it with our with our mind. It's going to be bullying, mm-hmm. people that have had breakups, divorce, if you have high-stress jobs, if you experience, if you have a bad car wreck, miscarriage, and And as you said, ne- neglect? Yes, the emotional absence neglect. Of. Yes, absolutely, the absence of what was, what was not there that should have been. Mm-hmm. So part of it is, and the interesting thing in treatment that we've learned is a big piece of what people focus on when they've had traumatic experiences is obviously they process and talk about the horrible things that happened and they talk about that and they have to release it and there's there's a lot of grief involved with that. But what we've seen over the years of dealing with very traumatized people is when they resolve and start to work through what has happened to them, the deeper grief that comes to the surface that is even more painful than what did happen is actually what did not happen, what they did not have. 
and there is a deeper level of pain. And that's why it's so important for clients and group not to say, well, their tra trauma was worse than mine. Who am I to say that I've been traumatized? Listen to what that person went through. Pain is pain. The feelings that get suppressed when you have a lot of pain that goes on, it doesn't matter how it got there or the context that, that planted that seed or left it unresolved. It's more about what was not there that they should have had than what was there. And people who've expressed and grieved horrible sexual abuse, while that's traumatic and painful and they grieve that, the deeper grief comes when they process what they did not have. Quite often when people think about trauma therapy or they hear about someone doing tra trauma programming, they tend to think it's about memory retrieval and digging up memories in this person and helping them to relive those memories. That's not what the focus is. That's not helpful and it's not productive. What we've learned is that the resolve that has to come is not done at a contextual level. It's not really the context that's important. It's not really the memory itself that's important. Mm. It's the unresolved pain that the memory ignites. It's more about the feelings that are suppressed and the feelings that the person's going to have to learn to deal with as opposed to the context. So we're not into digging up memories and digging more and deeper and deeper and deeper. It's more about teaching the person how to manage the pain that the memories evoke. I mean, we all have trauma in our lives. Yes, sir. Or have had it mm -hmm. in our lives and, mm -hmm. and, and need to deal with that. And things that are done here, utilizing art as a mechanism, when they leave here, how do they take that part of it with them? Well, part of what they're learning here is how to recognize and express emotion because people that come in the door don't understand quite often what they're feeling or healthy ways to express mm -hmm. it, which is why they have been relying on the drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, pornography, whatever it may be. They've relied on that to just cover up the pain. Mm -hmm. And so while they're here, we have to teach them how to release this pain in a healthy way. And since they don't have the ability to use substances while they're here, they practice and build up their emotional muscles, so to speak, so they get stronger and they're more able to manage their feelings when they leave. So it's through these different processes. That's why our program is half of it's probably psychoeducational and the other half is experiential, which means we actually get the feelings up and running while they're here mm -hmm. so they can actually practice feeling them. We don't just talk about it. We actually have them practice feeling those feelings. So we have anger management, we have art therapy, we have psychodrama. We have these, these groups where it's not so much educational. It's more about getting them in touch with the feelings while they're here so they can practice managing them. Mm. So when they leave, they'll have the ability to manage and navigate through those emotions again without having to rely on drugs or alcohol or whatever it may be. Melissa Caldwell Engel is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast, talking about trauma, talking about addiction, talking about recovery. I would think that when you start doing this trauma work, oftentimes the floodgates will open and things that have been stuffed for months, years, decades correct can come exploding out right how do you manage that? well that's why you have to be pretty skilled at what you do yeah. that's why trauma therapy we're not just trauma informed trauma informed is kind of the minimal that a lot of the programs are doing and that's mm -hmm. more of a structured group activity it's more of a standardized process and while it's important we go deeper than just kind of a, a um, standardized group format. You have to know how to deal with that for that very reason. Because if you overwhelm the person, that's not helpful. That's actually re-traumatizing. So the way the trauma model has been created and the implementation of it, you allow the person to get in touch with those feelings in a way that does not overwhelm them because we don't want to cause them to regress. You have to be careful as you go through this and navigate through this because you're right, there's years and years that have been pent up. We teach them skills for how to manage these feelings ongoing 
and there's a particular process that we use that keeps them from flooding. And this is not a regressive type therapy. We do not believe in reliving the traumatic experiences. We don't encourage people to relive it from an ungrounded place, much like flashbacks. Mm-hmm. We do not want to create flashbacks. We want to help people learn to keep their conscious mind connected to their self emotionally while they're expressing the feelings. Because if they lose their conscious connection, it'll become a flashback. So it's a, it's a skill. Melissa Caldwell, Engel, joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast uh, down here in Texas at Healing Springs Ranch. You're the clinical director here. Yes, sir. Tell me about the clinical staff and the direction that your staff has and the vision for treatment and for beyond treatment. Well, what we've seen over the years is that when it comes to treating drug and alcohol abuse, typically it's more just about the behavior of taking the drugs or drinking the alcohol and how to put yourself in situations where you abstain from that and that you don't go into environments that would tempt you or trigger you. Trigger points. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And while that's important to do, and when you're trying to step into the life of sobriety, obviously you don't want to put yourself in situations that are more triggering. We feel like that piece that's been missing is looking at what is underneath the addictions, what's underneath those behaviors that people become addicted to, and dealing with the taproot of that so that they are not triggered like that. We will utilize 12-step pieces within our program because it's it's a wonderful structure for people, but going deeper than that is recognizing what isn't underneath there to deal with the pain that drives the need for the addiction. So we're kind of coupling the recovery model from the addiction side with the mental health arena. In the past, in the addictions field, it's more about just maintaining abstinence and not looking so much. They're starting to more now, but not looking so much into the underlying issue that's driving the behavior. And then you go into your psychiatric facilities over here, and you'll be treating depression and anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, dissociative disorder. So you have a lot of focus on the uh, mental health aspects. But what we've seen over and over and over is if you're struggling with an addiction, there's nine out of ten times going to be an overlap of mental mm-hmm. health issues as well. So mm-hmm. we've tried to bridge that and be able, to t- be able to take the best of both worlds and be able to pull those two worlds together so that people, while they're working on abstinence with the addiction, they're also addressing the underlying mental health issues that often feed into the addictive behaviors. Melissa Caldwell Engel joining us for a few moments on Recovery Coast to Coast, clinical director here at Healing Springs Ranch in Texas, just outside of Dallas. Tell me a little bit about the role and the importance in the role of the family. When someone struggles with addiction, the person struggling with addiction obviously endures a lot of pain or they wouldn't be stuck in that cycle. The family is absolutely going to struggle with that person because it's so hard as family members to see people that you love sabotaging themselves and destroying their mind and their body and their spirit. Family members can become sicker than the addict alcoholic. It affects everyone. Mm -hmm. It absolutely affects everyone. And what's so important as well is not only are we teaching the person that's struggling with the drug use or chemical or alcohol use, not only do we need to help that person find better coping mechanisms for managing their feelings, but we've got to help a family that's become very wounded through the addiction process with their loved one, help them repair the pain they've endured, and for them to learn healthy skills to manage their feelings as well. Because if mom and dad aren't healthy in how they manage their feelings and their drinking, the kids are going to learn the same. So we want to teach the whole family a healthier Break language. Break the cycle. Yes. Break the cycle. Melissa Caldwell Engel joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. She was one of the founding members of Healing Springs Ranch. Tell me about the genesis of that and how all you folks came together and your role in that. 
I think it's just kind of divine intervention in a lot of ways. It was just people who knew God people. incidents. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, I've worked with several of these people for years. This person knew that person, and that person knew this person, and we all just came <laughs> together. And we, we truly feel that it was just divinely guided because of the way it all laid out. Mm, mm. And we all had the same vision. And I talked with a colleague of mine, Linda Alexander. We've worked side by side um, in our private practice for 25 years, and we've dreamed and talked about doing a facility like this. And Carmen Haley, she and I have talked about this for years. She did her internship with this like 20 years ago. So it's just been kind of a collective long-term vision for many of us. Visiting tonight with Melissa Caldwell-Engel, who is the clinical director here at Healing Springs Ranch. Do you do trauma work with the families? It's more about of a psychoeducational piece. Mm, okay. Um, since they're not um, in our program here clinically, I would not. We don't want to open up stuff that we don't have the capability of managing. Yeah, yeah. So it's more from a psychoeducational, just explaining why their loved one and how trauma can affect you and how trauma can cause a lot of addictions because you don't know how to process those unresolved feelings from mm. the past. So it's more educational mm-hmm. for the family. Talked about Dr. Laura and her contributions here. Oh sure. Yeah, Dr. Lara is um, a chiropractor that um, I've known for almost a decade now, and the piece that she adds that has that is so critical to this, we are learning more and more about the need for more mind, body, or holistic approaches to just try to treat an addiction in a vacuum and not look at the effects of it on the person's psychology, which is what we're also doing. Their emotional well-being as well as their physical well-being, I believe, has been a an area that has been greatly missed in the past. And she adds a piece of this. She recognizes how years of substance use affects the body. Mm. And when we affect our body chemically, it affects our mind. And so she's offering the way the lifestyle changes. We have a wellness, a lifestyle wellness program here, a functional living wellness program is actually what it's called, where she comes in and she, she speaks with the clients and she teaches them healthy ways to repair their body and chemically to get themselves um, in a healthier place by what we eat, our exercise, our lifestyle changes. Our food curriculum that we have here is based on, there's a lot of natural foods. We have ginger and a lot of different things that are provided to the clients to kind of help their body to further repair from the damage of years of use. And what we have learned over the years working together is when she would have clients that go through her wellness program and change their lifestyle and start learning how to make healthy decisions regarding what they eat, their exercise, and how they respond to emotional stressors in their life, when those people would come see me in my private practice, in addition to seeing her, we were amazed at how quickly these people could move through this process. So, I mean, it only makes sense, and it's kind of pretty logically easy to follow, that someone, if you help them physically and emotionally, I think that the the effects are deeper and they're more integrated in their treatment and they get the benefits of their body and their mind getting healthier and they feed each other and the the process is exponentially increased. Let me ask you about a typical day here at Healing Springs Ranch for a client in treatment. Mm -hmm. What is it like? Well, a typical day would be getting up in the mornings. There's a yoga, meditation, kind of mindful class that we encourage everybody to go to to start out. Then they'll have their breakfast, and the chef we have here is phenomenal. Oh, my goodness, the food he has is incredible. I had had an amazing breakfast this morning that was just 
It was mind-boggling. They, they don't even know that they're eating healthy because it's so good. Yeah. So we, after breakfast, we'll have what's called core curriculum, and it's an educational group. It's a two-hour group in the morning. It's much like going to class mm-hmm. in college. We really appeal to the person's logic and their mind, and it's just an educational group. It's a two-hour group, and then they have their lunch, and then after lunch is what we do is our, our experiential groups. So the more expressive groups where I don't necessarily want your mind to process or your intellect to process through this. I want to help the person get in touch with the feelings that they have kept in their bodies. So we have groups after lunch for two hours that are the art therapy, anger management, equine therapy, psychodrama. So these are the groups where we're not so interested in people taking notes as we are people experiencing the process of that group and releasing these emotions. Days are kind of divided. The morning is more when they're fresh and they wake up and their minds are more alert. It's the learning segment. It's the cognitive piece. And then the afternoons are more of the experiential process piece. And then the rest of the day we have... um, gratitude groups in the evenings before they go to bed. We have AA um, meetings that come here. We have different groups available to them, even all the way up until 9.30, and then they go to bed at 10. So they have a full day. And in the between, there's some free time where they can go outside. The We just really believe that environment has a tremendous healing effect in and of itself, and to be outdoors. They can go kayaking, fishing. There's a, Their days are full. They're pretty tired when they go to sleep at night. <laughs> My goodness. And I would think that just as most people come into a treatment program kicking and screaming and, you know, I... Nobody wakes up on a bright, sunshiny day and says, I think I'll do something about my addiction. Uh, They come in uh, reluctant, hesitant, angry, frustrated. Um, Yet at the end of that 30, 60, 90 days, I would think they would be in a place where I don't want to leave. Yeah, we, we kind of joke with them. It's like, I'd get a room here. It's just beautiful here. Yeah. The food's wonderful, and the atmosphere is so, so wonderful, and the team is so integrated and working mm-hmm. together. Um, to be perfectly honest, within the first few days, pe- people that come in very tentative or scared are saying, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I'm here. Mm-hmm. So that happens pretty quick. And certainly one of the parts of the therapy here has to be teaching them how to integrate back into the real world. Absolutely. When they they leave Healing Springs Ranch, they're going back to old people, places, and things. They need the tools then to be able to deal with that. Right, absolutely, and to practice that. And that's where the 12-step communities, there's there's a lot of resources when people leave to tie in to other people who are going through recovery. We encourage people to continue with outpatient therapy as well. Mm-hmm. We really support... Continuing care. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we really support both sides of that. I want them to have a community where they feel like they can plug into other people who are... Um, working to maintain a healthy lifestyle and sobriety. The piece that Dr. Laura adds, this is not just something that we want people to do while they are here in the facility. We encourage them to maintain this and to understand that they are. And quite often what you'll see is as people start utilizing healthier ways of expressing their feelings Mm -hmm. and they are able to start eating healthier um, and getting healthier from the inside out, quite often the medication that they've been needing they need less of, and some people get to the point where they don't need it at all. So when you can maintain within yourself, keeping yourself chemically balanced, you don't need as much of the artificial chemicals mm-hmm. to keep yourself balanced. So that's kind of a trend that we've seen um, in the past with my work in the trauma programs. That is a trend that we've seen over and over and over again. So we really encourage that what we're teaching here, I mean, we're going to have cooking classes. They're learning how when they go to the grocery store, how to, what to look for in the foods, what makes a healthy choice, what's not a healthy choice, so that when they leave, they can continue this healthy lifestyle from every from every angle. Mm. What makes it really unique here, different from other treatment centers? 
I think a lot of things. Number one, the environment. It's not just a, a cold building. Not the, a hospital-based program. Exactly. So the environment absolutely lends itself to that. I think the wellness package that we have here where they're learning actually what their body craves, what their body needs, how to repair their body, um, and understanding a healthy lifestyle, I think the piece of trauma is really, really important to recognize um, because if you don't deal with the underlying pain that has been suppressed or pushed down by the person, they may stop drinking, but then they leave and they're smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, or they stop mm -hmm. smoking, but mm -hmm. they're addicted to pornography. So you'll see addiction substitution if you don't really get in there and do the, the trauma therapy that people need. So I'd say our the atmosphere, the wellness piece, um, and the trauma piece being integrated all together is really, really what makes us special and different. Melissa Caldwell Engel joining us on Recovery Coast to Coast. Tell me, Melissa, about the role of spirituality in the treatment process. Spirituality is a critical piece to recovery. Many, many people have been severely spiritually mm -hmm. wounded right, of course. by spiritual leaders. When you've been wounded by a primary caregiver as a child, our concept of God gets shaped within that. And when you're little and the biggest person around you that's all-powerful is your parents, it's hard to think of having a loving relationship with a Heavenly Father. So we do spiritual work here, and part of that is helping the person to shift the self-blame and hate that they hold inside because it's very hard to be connected to a higher power if you're full of self-hate. Mm. So I've always explained that part of the spiritual journey, it's not that it's it's not that it's void of religion. Religion is a way to connect spiritually clearly, but it's not just housed in religion. And for some people, religion has been used against them and they've mm -hmm. been very wounded by it. So the first step is, I think, to meet people where they are and to help them start healing the self-hate and blame. They've brought the anger into themselves from the traumatic experiences. And when you can start to heal a person from that self-hate and blame, that is a spiritual journey. And when they can get that outside of them, then they're more open to a bigger idea of a loving relationship with the higher power. And it all gets back to individualized treatment. It is individualized treatment. But I think there's something so important to understanding that you're not the only one that is like this. Yeah. So it's kind of a delicate balance between both sides. Mm -hmm. Being in that community and realizing, oh, wow, other people feel like I do, and they've experienced things in, the, in a way that I have. I'm not the only person that has been through this. I think that is just as important as the individualized care. I think they're equally important. We've been visiting with Melissa Caldwell-Engel, who's the clinical director of this fabulous treatment program outside of Dallas, Texas. It's uh, called Healing Springs Ranch. You can find out more about it by going to their website, HealingSpringsRanch.com. It started with great people coming together, great treatment minds that had a dream. And the dream centered around not money issues, but recovery issues and and really putting together the best, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, what if we could get all these people together and what if we could design this program and what if we could find a beautiful facility? Well, the dream is coming true and it's coming true here in Texas, in Tioga, Texas, Healing Springs Ranch. Melissa, I thank you for your time and wish you continued success one client at a time. Thank you very much. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. We are going to take a short time out. We will be back with more down here in Texas at the Healing Springs Ranch, and we'll do that when we come back. Melissa, what exactly is trauma? I mean, you deal with trauma in a therapeutic way. We all have trauma in our lives, but 
How do you define it? Well, trauma would be an experience that a person goes through where they don't have the capabilities or the internal resources to be able to manage that and work through it. So what is traumatic for one person may not be traumatic for another person. But the bottom line is the way we learn to deal with trauma is what that's what the important piece is. It's more about how you manage it. We like you said, we will all have traumatic experiences in our life. What is the person's capability and resources internally to be able to manage that and work through it and release it and not hold on to it or push it down or struggle with it. So Trauma used to be, you would hear mostly people would say the words trauma and they would think sexual abuse or physical abuse. And then over time people started understanding, well, it's not just sexual abuse or physical abuse, but it's also um, emotional abuse. Well, what is emotional abuse? Well, emotional abuse can be name-calling, shaming, yelling at. But there's also something that I see, and it's not necessarily something that is purposefully done to another person, but emotional neglect. And I see this in a lot of families where both parents work and are both working very hard to provide for their families, and they're just not available to teach their children how to manage their feelings. So if you don't know how to manage or navigate the waters and the ups and downs that life hands to you and some of the painful experiences that you go through, if you don't know how to manage them, that will be experienced as traumatic. So it's more about the person's collective resources to be able to manage those feelings, and we learn those from our families growing up. So trauma is not necessarily an event. I think we limit it with our with our mind. It's going to be bullying, mm-hmm. people that have had breakups, divorce, if you have high-stress jobs, if you experience, if you have a bad car wreck, miscarriage, and And as you said, ne- neglect. Yes, an emotional neglect. Of. Yes, absolutely, the absence of what was, what was not there that should have been. Mm-hmm. So part of it is, and the interesting thing in treatment that we've learned is a big piece of what people focus on when they've had traumatic experiences is obviously they process and talk about the horrible things that happened and they talk about that and they have to release it. And there's there's a lot of grief involved with that. But what we've seen over the years of dealing with very traumatized people is when they resolve and start to work through what has happened to them, the deeper grief that comes to the surface that is even more painful than what did happen is actually what did not happen, what they did not have. And there is a deeper level of pain. And that's why it's so important for clients and group not to say, well, their trauma was worse than mine. Who am I to say that I've been traumatized? Listen to what that person went through. Pain is pain. The feelings that get suppressed when you have a lot of pain that goes on, it doesn't matter how it got there or the context that that planted that seed or left it unresolved. It's more about what was not there that they should have had than what was there. And people who've expressed and grieved horrible sexual abuse, while that's traumatic and painful and they grieve that, the deeper grief comes when they process what they did not have. Quite often when people think about trauma therapy or they hear about someone doing trauma programming, they tend to think it's about memory retrieval and digging up memories in this person and helping them to relive those memories. That's not what the focus is. That's not helpful and it's not productive. What we've learned is that the resolve that has to come is not done at a contextual level. It's not really the context that's important. It's not really the memory itself that's important. Mm. It's the unresolved pain that the memory ignites. It's more about the feelings that are suppressed and the feelings that the person's going to have to learn to deal with as opposed to the context. So we're not into digging up memories and digging more and deeper and deeper and deeper. It's more about teaching the person how to manage the pain that the memories evoke. I lie to all my friends. I mean, I look right at my kids and lie to them. I make excuses to my family. I make excuses to the people at work. I hide the truth from everyone. Cover up at family holidays, you know, act as if everything's okay, pretend I'm happy. 
Every day, I deceive everyone close to me. This man isn't addicted to drugs or alcohol. He's just addicted to covering up for someone who is. He thinks it helps, but it doesn't. Find out what does. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Reason number 22 to switch to GEICO. We think renters are cool. Now, we don't know if you were born cool or if it's just all the cool stuff you have in your apartment. The point is, if you want to protect your considerable coolness, ask GEICO about renter's insurance. For as little as $12 a month, you can protect all the stuff you hold near and dear, including that combination flat-screen TV espresso machine. Now that is cool. For a fast, easy rate quote on renter's insurance, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. Our next exercise, killing spider in bathroom. As you hear your wife scream, begin with a light jog, then run to bathroom. Four, three, two, one. Find spider on wall and squat and squash. Squat and squash. Spider lunges at you. Now scream like a schoolgirl. Good. And sprint. Now run. Life is exercise. Snickers Marathon is energy. Great tasting, nutritious, long lasting energy for the demands of your day. Grab a Snickers Marathon in the energy bar aisle. Aha! <laughs> Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Today is the day. Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Yeah, I've been drunk in the last 30 days. And how old are you? 13. Do your parents know? No. In Washington, one in six eighth graders used alcohol in the past month. I'm Governor Gregoire. We can keep kids alcohol free if we start talking now. About how many times have you had five or more drinks in a row this month? Maybe three. And how old are you? Fifteen. For more information, visit StartTalkingNow.org. That's StartTalkingNow.org. This is KHHO AM 850 in Tacoma, Washington, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle. Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast. Great to have you with us tonight. We're taking you on the road down to Tioga, Texas. It's a little town, a little north of, uh, I guess, northwest of Dallas, about an hour outside of Dallas. A beautiful, beautiful facility, Healing Springs Ranch. It's a beautiful and unique treatment center uh, where recovery actually begins. And we invite you to visit their website, HealingSpringsRanch.com, healing individuals and families from the inside out. And as beautiful as this facility is, I often say the way to know a good treatment center is by knowing the staff. And the staff really are the building blocks of long-term recovery. Linda Alexander is joining us in this segment. She is a clinical consultant. She has been in private practice for 30 years and a graduate of Texas A&M. 
a fully licensed professional counselor and chemical dependency counselor. Uh, decades of experience working with families. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she really rounds out the wealth of qualifications that she brings to bear here at Healing Springs Ranch. And earlier we talked about the founding members. She is one of the founding members, and she is joining us in this segment. Linda, welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast. Thank you. Tell us about your journey, your passion, your background as it relates to Healing Springs. Professionally or personally? Both. Both. Well, I grew up in a family where my family gave all of their time and energy to helping people. I learned that very early on. Mm. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Texas. Whereabouts? In in East Texas, in Denison, Texas. Mm -hmm. And then I graduated from high school in Houston. And my dad at one time said, I want you to go see what the rest of the world's like. So he had me in mental institutions. He had me in drug and alcohol treatment centers, old folks' homes, you know, nursing homes, just um, around people. Mm. So it gave me... What an education. Yes. The best education I ever had. It mm. gave, But it gave me that compassion very early on for mm. people. And so I... Went on to college, got married, had children, and um, my dad got sick, and I came back to Texas. And I was a former school teacher, mm. and I, my dad was in the hospital three months with a brain tumor, the second surgery. We thought he'd only be two weeks. And the adolescent unit was on the neurological floor. There are no coincidences. There are God incidents. I agree. I agree. And I would, would go up and down the elevators with those hollow-eyed parents and those teenagers trying to get their parents' attention, and it broke my heart. And it was at that point I realized I knew I was going back to school, wasn't going to stay in teaching, and it's there that I made the decision to go into this field. Mm. And you haven't looked back since? Not looked back. Wow. What have you learned? A lot of what I didn't know. <laughs> And everything I do know has been, I've, I've learned from the people that I've helped. Mm. Everything. And, and tell me about the cosmic connection between the founders. Ooh, that's a big one. I actually went, um, I, I was, I, I believed in the trauma addictive theory. Mm. That there's always an underlying root to your trauma. Sure. And so I was um, reading after a pretty famous psychiatrist and he was in Canada, and he came to the States. And he was coming to speak at a workshop, and I told my husband, I'd like to go hear him. And he said, okay, we'll go, I'll take you. So I did, and afterwards I went up and talked to him, and he said, I said, I want to ask you about something you've written in your book. And he said, don't believe everything I've written in my book, and because things change, and he laughed. And I thought, a halfway normal you know, psychiatrist, I loved him. So he said, I'm moving to Dallas, Texas from Canada. Why don't you come see me? And that's how I got here. And he was who? Dr. Colin Ross. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it seems like in a lot of the people who who are here, a, a part of the team, have a connection to Dr. Ross. Well, Melissa was his program director, mm. and I worked there in the private practice, and that's where she and I met. Mm. And we've been there to we've been there 26 years. Mm. And so one day, Melissa and I were in the office, and we were talking, and we've developed a treatment for addiction related to trauma. And I and we were talking about we just got the idea we wanted to eventually start something. So then we met another founder. 
and she had been through training with Susan Coleman, mm -hmm. but she'd had breast cancer in her 20s, brought her back here, and she was a, an attorney, legal, and we talked to her, and she had actually helped a facility here in the state of Texas, mm -hmm. I won't mention, uh, get back on its feet. So mm. she had learned from ground up what it was like to be compliant and whatever. So we talked to her. Then we talked to another. And then we talked to another. And it, this is just how it happened. And it was uh, just a... It's a passion for all of us. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Healing Springs Ranch is outside of Dallas, Texas, a beautiful facility. Not only, I keep talking about it being a beautiful facility, but it's a successful facility. Talk about the treatment program here. Um, it, it's a real in-depth treatment program. We've bought, brought a number of really, really reputable, good people yeah, you sure that have. you're going to interview. Mm -hmm. You're going to interview, and we've been very um, careful about who we have. We need very caring people, but very knowledgeable people, not just in the trauma field, but in the addiction field. Uh, we've brought um, a real um, well-known lady that's going to be a consultant for us and I think you'll interview her later mm -hmm. and she's very um, skilled and schooled in the addiction work so and then we have the skilled trauma work mm -hmm. so we have a kind of a holistic approach what is the biggest challenge in getting a program like this off the ground all the work <laughs> if, if we could have hired a big company to do it all, yeah, yeah. it would have been easy. But we have all done the work ourselves. So mm -hmm. we've slaved and labored and put overtime and time in to make this happen. And, and Heart the love and is evident. The love Heart is evident throughout absolutely. it as you, as you create these building blocks for the future of, of, of helping people. You were a, an integral part of the program development. How long did that take and what was the genesis of that? 30 years. Mm. Of, of developing the program that we do in the office yeah. and listening to clients and realizing what their needs were mm. and how their minds work, how their emotions work. Mm. And um, that's where the development came mm. as far as the treatment program. Mm. And the, the thing that makes this really unique is the fact that it's specialized individual treatment. Very this is not a cookie cutter program. No. This is not no. a hospital based. Uh, no. Here's the schedule. Everybody does this at no. this particular time. No. So talk about those unique characteristics of treatment here at Healing Springs Ranch. Well, each person has their own um, identity. They have their own specialty, what their addiction is. Mm -hmm. They have their own history, whether it's genetic or um, trauma-based or emotional-based or um, experiences. And so in the program that we do, we do a history that not to be angry at anyone or to be at parents or to blame, we don't do any of that but to see where they came from and what their responses to environment were because they're all different. And then we make a plan based on that. Mm. How long does that process take? I mean, an angry person coming in is not going to be not angry in, in two or three days. No, and 30 days won't get it. Yeah, yeah. So what we do is uh, we have a 30, 60, 90-day program and a very intensive program. Once they start the treatment, or start their work, mm -hmm. it can't be done in just 30 days. No, or so, 60 days or, or 90 60, days. No, there's a continuing care. Mm -hmm. So what we do is the program that we have that we train them to do even when when they leave here, 
we also help their therapist understand where they're from so that they can there is a continuity of care mm -hmm. and they continue what they started here right exactly it is the basic beginning you know th there's a misconception about treatment that you become completely well at the end of the treat not, the inpatient period it is just the basic beginning not going to happen no it's mm -hmm. just you put them on the road to recovery you give them the tools mm -hmm. for for which they continue with the rest of their life and if if they follow the the, the tools they follow the path the chances for long-term recovery are much, much greater. Absolutely. And if you tell them that they're going to be well when they get out of here and you expect them to, you set them up for failure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, certainly it is a, a disease that, you know, there's a fair amount of relapse, but I, I don't even like to use the term relapse prevention. I like to use the term recovery enhancement because when recovery is enhanced, the, the chances really go down of having a, a relapse. Certainly it can happen. Absolutely. But but to do those things and, and to move on. And the vision of the people I've spoken with so far here is that this program is not a treat and release. A lot of treatment programs are more interested in getting someone into bed than realizing that you're dealing with their entire life. And when they leave here, they're going to be a part of the Healing Springs family for, for years and years and years to come. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What about family involvement? I mean, a person does not become addicted, a per person does not have a mental illness in a vacuum. Absolutely. And um, we do have a family program, which some mm -hmm. of the others will talk about, that it's, in, it, it's essential. It's essential because fa family members have become so discouraged by some things yeah. that go on. Yeah. And they need encouragement. They become as sick, if not sicker, than the addict alcohol and feel so helpless yeah they don't know what to do but most of them that we get here their families want them here they'll be supportive and they will be invited to come if possible but what we do find with the treatment approach that we use there are many people who've left our practices and whatever that have stayed with the program that are no longer at addiction. Mm. They are not addicted to their meds or their whatever, and they've learned to do life on their own. It's like they find themselves. Mm. And that's the goal, a sense of self. Linda Alexander joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. We are broadcasting from Healing Springs Ranch, a really beautiful and unique and successful and love-oriented treatment program just outside of Dallas, Texas. And Linda specializes in cognitive experimental treatment. Tell our listeners what that is. Cognitive experiential. Basically, what means that that there's there's a an idea by Dr. Hilgard years ago. Mm. It's called parallel processing. Mm -hmm. Is that the mind can logically think while the habit of addiction is co-occurring. Mm. So you have two things going on at once. So you have the cognitive and you have the feeling or the, the feeling side of the brain. We have two sides of the brain, and the goal is to integrate the two in treatment. And that's what we do. The whole idea of detachment and compartmentalization. Compartmentalization me means the, the experiential piece in the mm -hmm, body mm -hmm. where you've compartmentalized. And detachment is basically um, the mind side mm -hmm. of the brain that goes away so it doesn't have to deal with all this. Mm -hmm. And you have to integrate the two. Mm -hmm. The mind has to come back and take control of this body. And that takes time. It takes time. It takes time. It takes time. Uh, Linda Alexander joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. She is not only the clinical consultant, she's one of the uh, one of the founders here at this wonderful treatment program, uh, which is just outside of, of Dallas, Texas. W what is your personal vision for this program? Long term or short time? Both. <laughs>
I, I envision years and years of people coming and uh, finding serenity, finding a place where they can actually heal and get a whole new lease on life. It, it's a turning point for people. That's why my vision is I want people to see that they can be themselves again and not be what they've experienced in the last few years. And, and treated with respect, with integrity. Absolutely. Well, they're just people like me. Yeah. yeah. It could be me. People come here from obviously around Texas, but not only Texas, but around all the country, the all over the world. Mm -hmm. This is really is a world class facility. Yes, fifty acres. It's gorgeous. It gives people an opportunity to to cleanse themselves spiritually, physically, emotionally, emotionally mentally. nutritionally, and mentally. Nutritionally, absolutely, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. It's uh, it, it really is a holistic approach. A lot of people talk about the holistic approach. Oh, yeah. You folks live it. We here. live it, yes. Yeah, we we have really good food. We have a wonderful chef, because and we believe that people who and of course if you've been sick or you've been on drugs or whatever you've depleted your body. Yeah. So it's just as important to pay attention to that as it is to the mind. Mm -hmm. What is the reaction of the clients when they come and see this place for the first time? They're amazed. Same reaction we had the first time we walked on the property. <laughs> and it wasn't near as pretty then as it is now. <laughs> mm, my yeah. goodness. You could just envision what could take place here. You can see some uh, some beautiful pictures and you can get a feel for it if you go to the website, HealingSpringsRanch.com. But if you have the opportunity and you're in the Texas area to come out and go on a tour of this beautiful, beautiful facility. Absolutely. That, again, not only is it beautiful on the outside, but it's beautiful on the inside. And by the inside, I mean the treatment model, the work that is done here, the kind of of therapy that you folks provide these the people. The caring. The caring, the loving, the unconditional love, loving these people until they can love themselves. Absolutely. That, that's a process. Absolutely. Linda Alexander joining us tonight, clinical consultant here at Healing Springs Ranch. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And I, I commend you and wish you continued success. We are at Healing Springs Ranch. We we are in the, uh, actually we're in the bunkhouse here at Healing Springs Ranch. We're going to take a short time out. We'll be back with more right after this short time out. Thank you for calling AAA. How can I help you? Oh, great. Hi, we've got a major malfunction going on here. What's the problem, sir? Well, the problem is that some friends and I decided to go whitewater rafting down this river just outside of town. Sounds adventurous. Yeah, well, it was until one of us who kept his keys in his pocket lost them, hello, <laughs> when he fell, oh, oh, I'm sorry, was thrown out of the raft by some supposed tidal wave. Oh, so you're locked out. <laughs> well, we were until our friend Brian came out with an extra set of keys. So you're not locked out. Uh, no. But Brian is. Nice job, Brian. The genius locked his keys in the car when he got out to give us our extras. Bummer. Exactly. Well, tell Brian to hang tight and we'll be right out. Oh, you are the best. See, I told you, man. They're the best. At AAA, we understand it's never just the lockout. That's why we're dedicated to helping you with quick personal service to get you moving again. AAA. We're not just about cars. We're about you. Call 1-800-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Join now and get $10 off a of basic membership. We now join the new Diet 7-Up Taste Challenge already in progress. Okay, I want you all to try this and then just say the first thing that pops in your head. Amazing. Yeah. Mm, totally. <laughs> There's more flavor. Yeah, more natural flavor. Mm -hmm. More mm -hmm. lemon-lime flavor. Yeah, you're both right. There's more natural lemon-lime flavor. Yeah, the lemon-lime flavor is totally zesty. Zingy. Zippy. With zero calories. What is it? Yeah. New Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up is new? Yeah, it's been totally reinvented with mm. more natural lemon-lime flavor than ever. It's totally refreshing. I love I know. it. No. Oh, and it's diet, too? And where's the aftertaste? Now, yeah. that is refreshing. <laughs> Here's to more flavor in our lives. <laughs> 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 Try new Diet 7-Up. 
Diet 7-Up, now with more natural lemon-lime flavor than ever. Diet 7-Up, totally reinvented, totally refreshing. Stop in to your nearest grocery or convenience store today and pick up the new Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up has been totally reinvented and still has zero calories. Taste the new refreshing burst of lemon-lime flavors in Diet 7-Up today. Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We are down here in the great state of Texas, broadcasting from Healing Springs Ranch. It's a beautiful and very unique treatment center. It's about an hour outside of Dallas where recovery begins. We invite you to visit their website at HealingSpringsRanch.com. Joining us in this segment is Chef Corey. Uh, Chef Corey Warnsley is, uh, is a guy that I met. Uh, I met over breakfast this morning, as a matter of fact. He prepared this great breakfast. Uh, it, it's quite amazing. And, and the role of nutrition is an important role in the recovery from addiction. And it's a big part of the program here at the Healing Springs Ranch. Uh, Chef Corey, welcome to the program. And uh, give us a little bit of your background. Um, well, thank you. First, it's great to be here. Um, well, I've been a chef for a while now. Um, I've got tremendous experience. Um, I went to school at Le Cordon Bleu, which is, mm. um, you know, on the way to um, closing down. However, uh, the program that I went through was was very great, um, very deep, you know, had a lot of depth and technique mm-hmm. and um, ingredients and all of that good stuff. So um, I just went to refine my techniques and my knowledge um, of culinary cuisines and ingredients and um, just work throughout the industry, different places, um, gaining different experiences and techniques. And uh, yeah, I'm here now. How did you come to get to Healing Springs Ranch? Um, well, I have some friends who are acquainted with Dr. Laura um, Precourt. She's mm-hmm. one of the um, staff members up here. And she pitched the idea to me that they were looking to do some organic, holistic cuisines just to aid in the recovery um, on the patients that they have here. So um, I just talked to her, wanted to get an idea of her vision and the vision here at Healing Springs Ranch. And uh, one thing led to the other, and I'm here today. What is the culinary vision? Um, the culinary vision is just to heal people from the inside out mm-hmm. through through food. Um, one of our missions here at Healing Springs is healing families from the inside out. So it's it's a, you know, it's under the penumbras of the mission we have here. Um, and we just try to use fresh ingredients, um, a lot of fresh herbs, um, you know, just to aid the body in its natural healing processes. So, you know, you'll see a lot of ginger root. Um, Tell me know. about that breakfast you served me this morning. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, that was a vegetable saute. It had some carrots, some fresh cabbage, zucchini, uh, salt and pepper. And we added ginger and lemongrass. So, you know, those are the herbs that we were talking about. Um, ginger aids in blood blood flow. It has um, properties to mm-hmm. aid in, you know, morning sickness if you're sick. Um, you know, just a lot of stuff like that. It improves metabolism, you know, weight loss. And it also has this nice little quality where it makes you feel full, you know, so you don't have to eat huge portions, you know, and stuff like that. And the the ginger and lemongrass just pair well together um, when it comes to flavor. So it's a pretty mm-hmm. amazing breakfast. What about people who come in and say, 
you know, I'm a picky eater. And I don't, uh-huh. oh, I don't, oh, I don't want to eat that. Yeah, well, we get that a lot. Um, we try <laughs> to stick with fresh, organic food, um, kale, which is something that people have heard a lot of, but yeah. they shy away from it. Um, but, you know, Dr. Laura, you know, and the vision here at Healing mm-hmm. Springs Ranch is really rich. So I just wanted to add to that and just prepare the ingredients in a way that even though um, the guests and the customers, clients, the people, whoever um, come to Healing Springs Ranch, they're familiar with the ingredients, but I cook them in a way to where they also taste good without losing uh, some of their nutrients. And a lot of the people have had bad experiences with kale and with spinach and with, you know, zucchini and squash, you know, and so we we try to overcome that through proper cooking techniques and different flavor profiles and just make sure that um, not only does it taste good, you know, but it's also doing their body a justice and, you know, cleansing them from the inside out as well. Chef Corey is joining us t- tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. We are broadcasting from the Healing Springs Ranch uh, in Tioga, Texas. And it, it, what about the role of the fruit in all of that? Because we had some mm-hmm. fruit in the Yeah, breakfast. yeah, we had some pineapple and yeah. some watermelon with um, some uh, fresh mint. And that's just to aid in the digestion as mm-hmm. well. Pineapple, um, you know, it helps your metabolism and it also helps um, reduce your body fat. So we added that with the watermelon and the mint. The mint to cool you down gives you a nice, cool um feeling and it also cleanses your palate for your next meal and it's important to be cool in this hundred degree climate yes, exactly down, down here in texas <laughs> exactly. chef Corey is joining us uh, tonight mm-hmm. a lot of these people who come into a treatment setting mm-hmm. uh nutrition has not been high on their list of, mm-hmm. of priorities exactly and their their systems are probably pretty broken down exactly how long does it take to build them up based on what Mm -hmm. you folks do here? Well, it doesn't take long. Generally, it takes the body approximately three to five days to detox Mm -hmm. from um, whatever meals they've been eating. So when they get in here right away, um, we're feeding them fresh vegetables, organic vegetables that don't have the, um, that aren't laden with heavy pesticides, you know, in in today's um, Mm -hmm. agriculture. Um, You know, and so beginning the first day when they step in here, they're already on the process, even though they may not realize it, they're already on the process. And the different herbs that we use, the fresh parsley, the watercress, these are all diuretics to help aid in flushing their systems out as well. So um, it's not only about the ingredients um, that we choose, but how we pair them together as well. Chef Corey joining us tonight for a few moments, uh, Healing Springs Ranch. They go through treatment here. It could be 30 days, could be 60, could be 90. Mm -hmm. Then they leave and they go back into the community. And they've had this great food for Mm -hmm. the period that they have (laughs) been here. What Mm -hmm. happens when they get out of here? Well, ideally what happens when they get out is that, you know, the food and the the lifestyle change has been so um, magnetic and so, um, you know, just in their face that they continue down the line, you know, and they understand that, yes, kale can taste good if you cook it the right way, that, you know, you can use ginger for breakfast or you can use different herbs and, you know, you don't have to be set to a static 
you know, way of eating. You know, you don't have to eat eggs, bacon, and, and you know, how many every day for breakfast. Mm-hmm. You can switch it up. You can have a vegetable saute. You know, you can have, you know, a nice warm bone broth, you know, or something like that. To, to All food does not have to be fast food. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know, and, and you can eat it in any order you like. So. Mm. Do, you, do you give any of your recipes out when people Oh, absolutely, leave? absolutely. I mean, we're we're just here um, to heal families from the inside out, and mm. if a recipe will, will help them continue down the positive path that they're on, uh, then it's no problem at all, you know, and I'm more than willing uh, to help out in that regard, so... I'm not sure if you have thought about this, but I can see in in, in my mind's eye uh, a a book, mm-hmm. Chef Corey's Recipes for Recovery. Yes, definitely. That sounds amazing, actually. So I'll I'll definitely keep that earmarked in my brain, and um, we'll see what what lies ahead. Chef Corey, nice enough to join us for a few moments here, talking about the the nutritional part of the recovery process here at Healing Springs Ranch. We are down here. We're going to meet a lot of the folks who make this place extra special, successful, healing people, families, and individuals from the inside out. Chef Corey, thank you so much. Thank you as well. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. We're going to take a short time out. Back with more right after this. I promise to hug my husband. I promise to eat a vegetable as big as my head. What promises have you made today? I promise not to paint the living room. American Family Insurance knows promises are easy to make. Until my wife picks out a color she likes. But they're not always easy to keep. At American Family, the commitments we make are commitments we intend to keep. Because our promises are the foundation of relationships we've built with generations of policyholders. I promise to take my dog for a walk. We promise to treat your family like our family and give you honest, straightforward answers. We promise. I like taking my dog for a walk. Visit AmFam.com to find an American Family Agent near you. American Family Insurance. All your protection under one roof. American Family Mutual Insurance Company and its subsidiaries. Home Office, Madison, Wisconsin. The Institute of Chemical Dependency Studies Distance Learning Training offers the required curriculum necessary to start working as a chemical dependency counselor. It's academically solid, provides learning experiences in various formats with an emphasis on treatment, prevention, counseling techniques, case management, and other related areas, offering basic knowledge and skills to be a successful chemical dependency counselor. Find out more about this NADAC-approved training. Call 866-523-2669 or go to www.cdstudies.com. First, your child's heart rate and blood pressure will drop. Your child may experience nausea and want to sleep it off. Hopefully, your child will resist that urge and won't slip into a coma or die from this prescription painkiller overdose. Of course, kids who learn about the dangers of drugs from their parents are 40% less likely to abuse prescription drugs than those who don't. So talk to your child now, and there's a pretty good chance that this will never happen to your child. For more information, visit drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for a Drug-Free Washington in America. Need professional-looking documents? Office Depot can help. From small jobs to bound presentations, bring in your document or submit it at officedepot.com. We'll ship virtually anywhere. Plus, our work is backed by the Office Depot Satisfaction Guarantee. Office Depot, taking care of business. Whoa, Office Depot! Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. 
Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We're talking tonight uh, to a number of people from Healing Springs Ranch. Gosh, it's a wonderful program, offering a unique approach to addiction treatment. And it's uh, down in Tioga, Texas. Uh, They are just outside of Dallas, 50 acres. It's absolutely gorgeous. And as we've been saying tonight, it's one thing to have a gorgeous treatment facility. And this is gorgeous, by the way. But it's much more important to have a good, solid staff. Uh, treatment centers are, are built on the reputation and uh, the, the kind of treatment that's provided. Joining us in this segment is Carmen Haley. She's the Director of Continuing Care and Alumni Services at Healing Springs Ranch. Uh, she's a registered art therapist. She's an adjunct faculty member at Prescott College in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of credits to her name. Uh, and first of all, I, I need to commend Healing Springs Ranch for calling it continuing care. Uh, for those of you who have been listening to Recovery Coast to Coast for the last 10 years or more, uh, you certainly know that I have a bias towards a number of terms that we use in this field of addiction. And one of them is uh, aftercare. Aftercare has a connotation of there's an option. And usually the patient decides, well, do I want aftercare or I think I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'll decide on that later. Continuing care indicates that treatment for addiction is a process. And by going through an inpatient program, uh, you don't become healed. You certainly aren't cured. uh, But it doesn't end when you get out of inpatient treatment. It's a continuing process. So continuing care is an important term to use and alumni services. So let's ask you, Carmen, uh, first of all, welcome to the program. Secondly, tell me about continuing care and alumni services at Healing Springs Ranch. So thank you, Neil. Um, It's a pleasure to speak to everyone and you know, get a chance to describe what we're doing at Healing Springs Ranch because you're correct that it is probably, uh, you know, one of really the only program that I know that has this mindset that uh, continuing care is just that, that the the process of um, leaving behind an addiction of any sort, whether it's chemical or whether it's process in nature, is just that a process and that the recovery continues once the person leaves residential treatment or that wraparound where it's it's a tighter service of support. So the support on the outside, once they step out of the residential program, is just as important, just as critical to the recovery as well. They're, you know, in-house in treatment with us. Um, so, you know, the continued care and the alumni services for Healing Springs look like an option for each patient or each resident who is in-house to receive a session with their referring therapist or, you know, the, the doctor who sent them to treatment so that the, the referent has a very clear, crystal clear version of what they're working on while they're there in residential treatment, um, the language that's being used, any trauma that might be behind the addiction can be talked about with the referent openly. The patient has a chance to be an active part in their treatment and describe for for their therapist on the outside exactly what's come up for them, what they feel they need to continue working on on an outpatient basis, and any family issues or family needs that that need to change or you know outside support that needs to be put in place. So that happens while they're still presently in the residential treatment center, and then in addition to that, when when uh, 
you know, when clients leave, they have an option for a session once they're home in their own town with back into outpatient or step down program that they have an option to be able to phone back to Healing Springs Ranch. And I will perform a session with their referent or their, you know, outpatient setup that they have in place to once again, you know, allow them a chance to kind of talk about how they're doing presently and sometime after they've left treatment, what's come up for them, if there's any questions, if they need any additional support in place to be able to uh, continue the work that was started where they were at Healing Springs Ranch. It certainly is not a treat and release program. There are a lot of treatment yeah. programs that are more interested in getting a patient in bed than to follow them up when they leave. And and it's important to realize, again, that it is an ongoing process. Dr. Carmen Haley is joining us tonight. She is the Director of Continuing Care and Alumni Services. And, of course, hand-in-hand hand with continuing care comes the alumni, comes the fact that these people become a part of the Healing Springs Ranch family. Talk a little bit about that. Well, we'd like to put in place a good network of alumni outreach that, you know, persons who've gone through the program and are, are further along in the active stages of their recovery can reach out and mentor those that, you know, are kind of coming up and just beginning their recovery. That That's in place, you know, the social support of that and the network of people who really understand what it's like to venture through an addiction and let go of that vice is critical to have in place. I mean, we all, we all know that it's, it's uh, really imperative that you find someone who understands what that journey looks like, knows what it looks what, like to have a craving come up, um, you know, work through feelings as they surface. And there's a, you know, the continuing care piece of it offers the clinical perspective on that. The alumni services offers the peer relationship to be able to mentor someone through their process. Dr. Carmen Haley is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast, Healing Springs Ranch. The website, by the way, is HealingSpringsRanch.com. And if you go there, you'll see this beautiful facility and learn a little bit more about it. It's in Tioga, Texas, which is about 50 miles outside of Dallas. Uh, What do you see, uh, Dr. Haley, as some of the challenges in starting a new program like Healing Springs Ranch? Uh, probably the biggest one would be marketing right off the bat, just getting the name out there and, uh, you know, getting reference on the outside to understand that you know, the perspective of the program and, you know, people who are struggling with addiction often have some resistance to coming into any, any form of treatment, even residential treatment, you know, stepping away from their families. So I think the novelty and the, um, you know, really the unique perspective of this program, it sells itself, it, it markets itself, and that we look at addiction and we also look at the trauma and what is underlying the addiction. And that's really new. I mean, I've been doing this for some time. There are not very many treatment programs that look at the trauma and the nature of that and how that plays into an addiction. So it gives individuals a chance to address both. You know, they're, they're looking at the addiction that's destroying their life and has taken hold and, and understanding how that might serve as a vice or a medication of sorts to, to assist them in 
medicating feelings that are coming up around something that has happened in their life that feels too big for them to deal with on their own. And that support that Healing Friends Grant offers around that and looking at both gives, gives people just, you know, an increased understanding of themselves and why addiction has come up in their lives and also a chance to really free themselves from that fully. Dr. Carmen Haley joining us on Recovery Coast to Coast, Director of Continuing Care and Alumni Services at Healing Springs Ranch. You have a very rich history. Uh, You are a primary therapist at probably one of the leading treatment programs in America, which is uh, uh, the Sexual Trauma Unit at Sierra Tucson. You do a lot of speaking around the country in in, in terms of uh, working with people and and some of the topics, self-harm, integrative therapy, and and the use of art therapy. Talk about the art therapy. It's probably one of the most misunderstood forms of therapy. Mm, That's great. That's a great question. Um, Art therapy is really my passion. I I love looking at the nonverbal means of expressing feelings. And um, in particular to persons struggling with addiction and or trauma, it's often challenging to put into words an experience that has occurred that, you know, maybe is traumatic, that has so many emotions connected to it Mm. that the person, you know, really can't even verbalize exactly what has occurred or how it's impacted them. It feels overwhelming, which is why they splinter off or dissociate or find an addiction to help medicate that. That's exactly the reason it feels trauma is huge. It's big. It's overwhelming. It's life-changing. You know, so the, the art is not about being an artist or somebody who's going to create a piece of work that's going to be framed and hung on the wall. It's about allowing a nonverbal technique that cuts to the chase and gets through all those defenses, all those fears, you know, all the worries about being good enough or being able to verbalize it in a way that someone would understand and just put it out there in color or depiction in some way that vents those feelings and contains it on a piece of paper or a canvas outside of your body. So for people who have self-harm, for example, their skin has become their canvas. People who have an addiction, you know, their body has become their canvas to Mm. illustrate to the world, I'm out of control in here. I feel, you know, really overwhelmed with what I've been through. This is too much for me to handle. It's too much humanly to process on my own. And the art really serves as an alternate means to do the very same thing, except it's safe. No one gets hurt. You know, they're not hurting themselves. And we can sit down together to try to understand what it is they're feeling. It's, mind-blowing, really. And people come up with things again and again and again that uh, I think reveal the kind of the communication of the soul. And um, it's a very powerful technique. So people are um, usually quite amazed with what comes out in the art and, and grab onto that as an avenue to safely express feelings and whatever it might be. Is it scary? And does it take a while for someone to get in touch with doing art therapy? Again, people who say, you know, I I can't draw two straight lines. Mm -hmm, Of course. Um, It it can be intimidating, I think. You know, I have people that say, I haven't picked up a crayon since I was in kindergarten. Mm. Or, you know, artists, you know, it's not going to look very good. It's going to be stick figures or just colors. And, you know, I think with reassurance, and which is very much true, that it, it truly does not matter if it is stick figures or colors or two straight lines. You know, it doesn't matter. It's the expression of the feelings. So for people who are feeling a little bit scared in the process, um, the reminder that it's a safe way to get feelings out with no judgment, 
and also the reminder that uh, whatever comes up is okay. It's about the process, not the product at the end. And additionally, maybe an assignment or an objective that they work on in art. So, you know, draw some depiction of your addiction, for example, or draw something that represents the anger that you hold about your mom Mm. or draw your sadness about what you've lost through your addiction. Just use colors. Don't judge it. Don't try to think about it. Just put it out there. Let yourself just draw. You know, that sometimes provides people the avenue to get started. And once they feel how powerful that is to do that and release that, uh, it, it usually takes off. So that's probably the, the best answer to that. People um, quickly discover that it's productive and it's safe. Dr. Carmen Haley joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. She is the Director of Continuing Care and Alumni Services at Healing Springs Ranch, which offers a unique approach to addiction treatment. And speaking of unique approaches, one of the things that I understand that you are involved with uh, has to do with uh, medical Chinese face reading. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. I. Um, that sounds fascinating. Do yeah, tell. Do tell. It is fascinating. I'm taking some courses and a certification in, in Chinese face reading and looking at how trauma is manifested on someone's facial features. So it's it's very telling. It's, uh, you know, outside the scope of what we typically look at in Western medicine, but yeah. very appealing to me just to, to understand. And it makes sense on a, on a logical, intuitive, even basis that when we go through experiences that are big and life-changing that it's depicted on our facial features you know we carry that if you think about anybody that you've seen that's gone through a hard time a divorce or a death of some sort you can see them wear that on their face sure you can see the lines and the development so Chinese face reading is actually looking at the features of someone's face, the symmetry of their face, the way their mouth is turned, the way that their eyes are open or, you know, downward cast or upward cast, the shape of the eyebrows, the lines on the face, and actually looking at um, what it is that is represented on the face through trauma, through relationships in the family, possibly even medical symptomology. So kind of giving one more clue as to what the person has gone through and even potential risk for medical ailment or psychological ailment or emotional expression or non-expression through what's presented on the face. And, you know, they, they teach, and most of us know this, that about 80% of communication is nonverbal. And so part of what we're needing to look at is the nonverbal expressions that someone wears outwardly as the signs and the clues of what they're going through, what they've gone through, that they're not able to say in words presently. So it's, it's a, sometimes just a guess, you know, you can say it looks like this, or, you know, do you have something like this going on? And the person of course confirms or, or denies that it's there, but the face doesn't lie. The face doesn't lie. No, it doesn't lie. It it puts out there the truth of what's going on. And there have been experiments done where there were photographs taken of young men before they entered service. So they're close-up shots just of the face and the neck prior to entering the service. And most of them 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And then photos of them during combat 
and then photos of them post-combat upon returning home. And the differentiation of the faces, the lines on the faces, the attentiveness on the face, the open eyes, the trauma on the face, that it's absolutely shocking to see the difference and the changes and in, in, in the aging on the face. So that's a, a pretty good example in an extreme case of what can happen. But, uh, you know, it's just very true that the face does not lie. It's, it's put out there. And one more helpful uh, nonverbal clue along the lines of art therapy, but the art that's depicted on the body. It's pretty cutting-edge stuff, and it's pretty cutting-edge treatment that's being offered uh, at a new program called Healing Springs Ranch, Tioga, Texas, outside of Dallas. You can find out more about it at HealingSpringsRanch.com. The Director of Continuing Care and Alumni Services has been joining us tonight, uh, Carmen Haley, and I thank you so much for your time, and I wish you continued success in in your ongoing endeavors in, in good, solid treatment. Thank you so much, Neil. Appreciate that. We're going to take a short time out. We're going to come back with more from Healing Springs Ranch in Tioga, Texas, one of the really exciting new programs available in the state of Texas. We'll be right back. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. These days, we talk about everything. I've been sober now one year, three days, and counting. My sister was restructured at work after 10 years. Welcome to the new normal and the cards for the new normal. New Journeys cards from Hallmark. My girlfriend sent me a card that said I'm really something to celebrate. Encouragement cards for all the stuff we face today. I actually found a card that says, sorry you lost your job. Journeys, new cards with real words for real life. Only at today's Hallmark Gold Crown stores. Your daughter's wasted. Again. You ignore it. You get help. Before long, she's been arrested. Before long, she's been promoted. You post bail. You congratulate her. And then her addiction really takes off. And then her career really takes off. She stops in from time to time for money. She stops in from time to time for coffee. But then it's right back to the street. But then it's right back to the office. Years later... The police stop by. Years later, your daughter and son-in-law stop by. They've got bad news. They've got good news. She's gone. She's expecting. You cry. Choose to help a loved one struggling with drugs or alcohol. It could change everything. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Here is something to think about. Problem gambling is exactly that, a problem. Looking for a solution? Well, there is a way out. And there is help for you or someone you love who's caught in the web of problem gambling. Help is as close as your phone. Call the Washington State Problem Gambling Helpline, 1-800-522-4700. For confidential help and free information, call a real winning number, 1-800-522-4700. They have the solution for problem gambling. Welcome back once again. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. And our focus tonight is really on an amazing new program in Tioga, Texas. If you're not familiar with Tioga, it is just outside of Dallas. It is really an amazing facility. Joining us in this segment is Paula Heller-Garland. She's a senior lecturer at the University of North Texas in the Department of Disability and Addiction Rehab. There she serves as the coordinator of the addiction program, clinical advisor of collegiate recovery program, and the faculty sponsor to students in Eagle Peer Recovery Organization. 
More than that, Paula has a lifelong friend, and she's an amazing woman. She's the immediate past president of the Texas Association of Addiction Professionals. She received their Lifetime Achievement Award. If Paula is interested in a treatment program, then my ears perk up. And that's the case with Healing Springs Ranch. Amazing facility, beautiful grounds, and a great staff. Paula, tell me a little bit about your involvement with Healing Springs. I am uh, the clinical consultant or Mm -hmm. a clinical consultant to Healing Springs. I provide guidance on curriculum and uh, programming, really just anything that they have questions about or want my involvement in, I I pitch in and help out. The program is really unique. In fact, it deals with both addiction and it deals with mental health issues as well. Tell me about the staff. Oh, they're amazing. Over five years, I have not worked in uh, treatment. I have just been in the education setting and I was not real interested in working in any form or fashion in treatment uh, just because in treatment centers I keep seeing the same thing over and over and it's producing the same results which are dismal Mm -hmm. for recovery outcomes. The clinical director called me up and asked if I wanted to come out and visit their facility and I went out there. Number one, it's absolutely beautiful. It is. The staff out there are amazing. Every person out there is truly out there because they care about people. They want to see a change in in the treatment industry. They give their heart and soul to what they're doing there. As I walked in the doors, I could feel the love coming from the staff members. And when you start with that core of professionals, it just embraces the entire not only treatment movement, but also recovery, because this is not a treat and release program. People get out of this program. They are kept within the family. And there's a lot that they have to offer. And, you know, people say, well, you go to a treatment program and, you know, it's an in-hospital based program. This is not a hospital based program. This is a program that's got equine therapy therapy, art therapy. They've got a workout facility. And I got to tell you, the chef there (laughs) is over the moon. He is incredible. I look forward to being there just so I can eat lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell me about about, about the inner workings of the program. 30, 60, 90 days, how long do they keep people there? And what is your involvement in, in all of that? They have a minimum of 30 days, and they really would like to see people there 60 to 90 because, as most of us in the profession know, the longer a person can stay in care, the higher their outcomes are going to be. We really do work individually with people. They really give people exactly what they need. And there are people that only need 30 days, but many people, especially when they have that underlying trauma, which is the clinical expertise of the clinicians that work out at Healing Springs, they need a little longer than 30 days to to work on things. And I would think when people come into this program, I mean, no one goes into treatment saying, you know, I think I'm going to do something about my uh, co-occurring disorder and think I'll go into treatment. People go in there usually because of a crisis. But when a person goes into this particular treatment program, Healing Springs Ranch, they fall in love with it. They probably don't want to leave at the end of the treatment cycle. Many of them don't, uh, and that is part of uh, the philosophy at Healing Springs that you mentioned earlier, that whenever someone intakes into the program, they do become family, and they're family forever. So the, the, the services that Healing Springs offers 
aren't just while someone's in treatment. It is uh, the alumni wraparound mm-hmm. services are a lifetime. Paula Heller-Garland joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. You've heard her before on the program. She's co-hosted with me on a number of occasions, and she's a senior lecturer at the University of North Texas in the Department of Disability and Addiction Rehabilitation. And we're talking about her being a clinical consultant at Healing Springs Ranch, a marvelous, marvelous program. One of the unique features about the counseling when the person is in the program is that the clinicians see their clients three times a week instead of the standard one a week. And and of course, they couple that with more than the required amount of groups. When I say required amount of groups, the state requires a certain number of hours of group sessions, and Healing Springs exceeds that by far. The family is part of the counseling session at least once a week when the client is ready to engage the family in the process. And another really unique feature about the program is that they have a family intensive that they offer to the family once a month while the client is engaged in treatment because Healing Springs believes that you have to heal the family as a whole, uh, not just the client. You you can't just bring somebody to treatment, let them be exposed to the change process and and then send them back to where they came from and expect them to be successful. Paula Heller-Garland joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast, Senior Lecturer at UNT, Department of Disability and Addiction Rehab. She is the past president of the Texas Association of Addiction Professionals. This treatment program, Healing Springs Ranch, it obviously attracts people from around the Dallas area, but not just around the Dallas area, but throughout the entire state of Texas and throughout the country. It does, and you know, one of the reasons is because two of the clinicians, actually some of the founding members of the program, were part of developing the trauma model therapy, and they are well known. They've been in the counseling profession for 20, 30 years, and they have a a national reputation, and many times clients come there simply to be in a program that two of those clinicians built. Wow. And there's 100 years, I think, or more of collective experience among all of the staff out there. Uh, Yes, and and I believe that that figure just speaks to the clinical staff. There are uh, additional staff members out there. For instance, there is somebody who is a part of an organization that only invites members who have been CEO of companies. Mm. Uh, before they're 40. She does a vocational component of the program that I don't see a lot of other programs offering that she helps the client design their resumes. She gives them job skill tips. She helps place them educationally. I've never really seen somebody who serves in her capacity at a treatment center be so personally involved Mm. in the program, um, offering to do leadership training and such with the clients. The program is Healing Springs Ranch. It's in Tioga, Texas, just outside of Dallas, an absolutely beautiful facility, a great staff, and and it all seems to come together. They embrace many pathways to recovery. While they do several AA meetings a week, they also have a speaker that comes in from Celebrate Recovery. They have Smart Recovery Facilitator. They're they're doing their very best to appeal to, you know, any resistance to just one way so they can hook clients up with support services after instead of clients just saying, yeah, I'm going to, I'll go to AA when I leave, but they won't. What about detox? Is that a part of this? 
Davis? We have relationships with many area detox and uh, throughout the nation, actually, detox facilities that we send clients to. We don't have detox at the the property. What happens after they leave? How does Healing Springs Ranch keep in touch with the therapeutic process of the people who've gone through treatment? They have a really robust alumni service. They have a a clinician who will do telephone and video conferencing with clients and their families if they aren't local. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a clinician that will do individual sessions with clients and families who are local. Uh, Those who are local are also invited to come back to weekly open meetings. There are... um, newsletters and connections that they keep with one another electronically. And also we do uh, follow-up beyond what is uh, required. And there is an annual homecoming for everyone to come back together. Interesting something that just happened there is um, uh, the clients created and uh, buried a recovery time capsule. What? Yeah, and in in one year when the homecoming happens, they'll uh, dig that up and and just be reminded. They wrote themselves letters, and uh, they'll just be reminded of what treatment was like. And and my thoughts when I heard about that was that that will also give a lot of hope to people that are there currently as as clients. The program is Healing Springs Ranch, and the website is HealingSpringsRanch.com. Our guest in this particular segment has been Paula Heller-Garland. And she is a senior lecturer at the University of North Texas in the Department of Disability and Addiction Rehab. And she is a clinical consultant at Healing Springs Ranch. I appreciate your time, Paula. Thank you so much, Neil. I lie to all my friends. I mean, I look right at my kids and lie to them. I make excuses to my family. I make excuses to the people at work. I hide the truth from everyone. Cover up at family holidays. You know, act as if everything's okay. Pretend I'm happy. Every day, I deceive everyone close to me. This man isn't addicted to drugs or alcohol. He's just addicted to covering up for someone who is. He thinks it helps, but it doesn't. Find out what does. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Are you afraid? Afraid of life without drugs and alcohol? There is help and hope at Sundown M Ranch. At Sundown, the focus is on you and your disease. You will learn how to live without depending on drugs and alcohol. Sundown M Ranch is nationally recognized for effective and affordable alcohol and drug treatment programs. Reclaim your life. Replace your fears with hope. Go to www.sundown.org right now to learn more. Reason number 22 to switch to GEICO. We think renters are cool. Now, we don't know if you were born cool or if it's just all the cool stuff you have in your apartment. The point is, if you want to protect your considerable coolness, ask GEICO about renter's insurance. For as little as $12 a month, you can protect all the stuff you hold near and dear, including that combination flat-screen TV espresso machine. Now that is cool. For a fast, easy rate quote on renter's insurance, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. Our next exercise, killing spider in bathroom. As you hear your wife scream, begin with a light jog, then run to bathroom. Four, three, two, one. Find spider on wall and squat and squash. Squat and squash. Spider lunges at you. Now scream like a schoolgirl. Good. And sprint. Now run. Life is exercise. Snickers Marathon is energy. Great tasting, nutritious, long lasting energy for the demands of your day. Grab a Snickers Marathon in the energy bar aisle. 
think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Today is the day. Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Welcome back to Recovery Coast to Coast, America's nightly voice for recovery. The only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. For the past couple of hours, we have introduced you to an amazing team of addiction professionals and mental health professionals who have created a safe place to recover. It's a model for addiction treatment. It's a model for mental health treatment. It is Healing Springs Ranch, and it is down here in Tioga, Texas, just outside of Dallas on 50 acres of lakefront property. It is an absolute gorgeous facility, which is only the beginning. The staff is as good as the facility is beautiful, and their treatment model is innovative and effective for those suffering from addiction and mental health issues. The staff is caring, compassionate, and exceptionally qualified to help individuals find the right road to recovery. I want to thank Rachel Graham, one of the founding members of Healing Springs Ranch, for her unselfish and gracious hospitality during our time at this amazing treatment center. Thanks, too, to Melissa Caldwell-Engel. She is the clinical director and our other guests, including Linda Alexander, Dr. Carmen Haley, the amazing Chef Corey, and, of course, Paula Heller-Garland, who is the past president of the Texas Association of Addiction Professionals, a professor at North Texas University, and a clinical consultant here at Healing Springs Ranch. Hopefully, we have been able to paint a picture of treatment success here at Healing Springs Ranch, which is where recovery begins. In closing... I want to emphasize that if you or someone you know is dealing with active addiction or mental health concerns, please check out their website, HealingSpringsRanch.com. The treatment is patient-specific, it's comprehensive, and it is very successful. Although the program is just outside of Dallas, it attracts patients from all across Texas, as well as from all around the country and around the world, for that matter, for state-of-the-art quality care. So we're going to wrap things up from Tioga, Texas, just outside of Dallas, Healing Springs Ranch. I'm Neil Scott, reminding you that the bright side of addiction and mental illness is recovery. Pass it on. You've been listening to Recovery Coast to Coast. Recovery Coast to Coast is heard nightly from 10 p.m. till midnight Pacific time, Monday through Friday, from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and heard nationally in streaming audio. For information about future programs, please visit www.recoverycoasttocoast.org, where you can listen to, download, or podcast our last five shows, as well as find information on upcoming programs. Please join us next Next time, when we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. The bright side of addiction is recovery.